<laughs> so we are starting a new series uh, for July and August. We're looking at the character of God. We're going through, um, really following on from what Nita spoke about a few times. James read out of Ezekiel, uh, no he didn't, out of Exodus 34, isn't it? About the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate. And Need spoke to us and said that the uh, translation for the Lord, the Lord is Yahweh, Yahweh. That's the, I guess, the best um, version of that name. Some people from the Latin use the, the name Jehovah. Um, but we want to explore more of God because the most important thing the most important thing out of absolutely everything is that we know God. What God desires from us is relationship. God loves us and wants us. He wants to know us and he wants us to know him. So I want us, because we can know him, but almost we don't know him. We can grow in our knowledge of him grow in our confidence in who it is that we're believing in, who we're entrusting our lives to, and who we're living for. There is no greater thing than knowing Yahweh, the Lord God, Jesus. There is nothing that compares. And Jesus says this, in, in, it's recorded in John's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 3. He says, because we talk about eternal life, and he says this, now this is eternal life. So if you want to know what eternal life is, listen to King Jesus, and eternal life is this, that, that we may know, that we may know God, that we may, may know God. That is eternal, abundant, everlasting, good, rich, deep, solid, awesome life. It's knowing him. There is no greater thing than knowing our God, than knowing Jesus Christ. You know, Paul writes to the church at uh, Philippi in the book of Philippians. And now, I don't know whereabouts, but we can look at Paul's life and see he was utterly transformed by God. He met with God. He was filled with the Spirit. He knew the Word of God. He preached the Word of God. He wrote half the New Testament that we've got. And yet he says this, I want to know Christ. Excuse me, Paul, you met him on the road to Damascus. He knocked you on the floor, blazing lights, voice from heaven and all of that. I thought you knew him. But he said, I want to know him. I want to know him more. There's a hunger and a thirst to know God more. So if you think you know God... He's got news for you because there's always more to, to know him. And so I'm going to speak from a really familiar passage for possibly most of us. But the fact is this, we can always know more of God. Like just reading the scriptures and reading them, we think we know. It's more. He wants us to know life and life in all its fullness eternal life, and it's by knowing him. It's all about relationship, relationship with the one true living God. And so this morning in our, in our, our series, we're going to be looking at Yahweh Rohi or Jehovah Rohi or God is or the Lord is my shepherd. 
And we've already been hearing God's been speaking to us about his father heart and his shepherd heart already today. Bits and pieces I've been alert to. So let's, um, let's read Psalm 23 together. I've, I'm not sure if I'll get through all of it. There's things to say, but here you go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Such an awesome, awesome, awesome psalm. I thank God for it. I thank God for David. Now, if someone asks you the question, like me now asking you this question, what is God like? What is God like? You don't need to answer now, but think, what image or metaphor would you use to describe God and your relationship with him? So it's not just describing God, but God and your relationship with him. How would you describe God? There's some homework uh, for you. So David is letting us in on some of his relationship with his gods. Some of the dynamics of that relationship. See, God, you're my shepherd, and David... I'm your sheep. Now, God being a shepherd and God's people being sheep is a recurring theme in the Bible. Like we can find it in many different places. And we'll, we'll look at um, Psalm 23 in a minute. But I just want to give a little bit of background. David knew a thing or two about sheep and shepherds. Because David, from a, being a boy was a shepherd. So if we um, remember uh, in 1 Samuel, uh, in chapter 17, you've got the, um, the Israelite, the people of God on one side, you've got the Philistines on one side, they're meeting in the, the valley, the Philistines are sending out a Goliath, a giant of a man, who is mocking the people of God, mocking God, and they are quaking in their boots. David is up on the hillside, we've been looking after his sheep, leaves the sheep to be looked after by another shepherd, because his dad has got him on, um, <laughs> on an urgent run of cheese. Um, your brothers and the guys out there, they need some cheese, David. So take the cheese to the front line. So David goes out on his 
I don't know, he probably hasn't got a little scooter, has he, on his little moped. How many of them are at the moment? Deliveroo. So David, David Deliveroo goes there, and he sees what's going on, and he's asking some questions. And um, David, the little boy with the quaking people of God, I believe the shepherd heart comes over him. The shepherd heart, who, like, who is this mocking our God? How, you, you lot obviously need care and protection. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to have the giant. And the story goes on that Saul tries to dress him up in his armor and stuff like that, and it's not for him. But, like, who are you, little boy, to go and take on Goliath? And he says this to the king. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. What qualifies me for this mission against an armed giant? I'm a shepherd. I know how to look after sheep. So when the lion or the bear came and carried off sheep from the flock, I went after the lion, I went after the bear, I struck it down, I rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Have you ever seen a mama, a mama bear, when someone's threatening her cubs? Think about you, where if you've had children, and you've got little ones, and you think, wow, do you know that mama bear rising up inside of you? Who are you? What are you doing to the ones I care about and love? I'm their protector. I give them what they need. So they stand up. So David, though he was young, a small boy, took on the might of Goliath because the shepherd heart came upon him. He knew what it was to care for, protect and guide and lead uh, his sheep. And he knew what it was to, uh, to get that heart inside of him. So, you know, shepherds and sheep were everywhere in, 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 the, in the Bible times. Everyone knew about shepherds and sheep. I don't know about you, have you ever met a shepherd or a sheep? Okay, so uh, maybe seen it on telly. Like, so being, shep being a shepherd was a, a, was a humble job. It was an unglamorous job. You know, sheep stink. Sheep smell. No one wants to be around smelly, dirty, horrible sheep that lumber into you. Being a shepherd was a dirty job, a demeaning job, a dangerous job, at times a boring job. There's a lot of sleeping outside, whatever the weather sort of job, fighting off wild animals and being, being generally just looked down on by everyone else. Which is why David had the job because he was the youngest son of many and that was the job he was given to do. You know, our God, Yahweh, has been, is today and will be continually prepared to get down with dirty, stinking, pig-headed or sheep-headed people. Stubborn people who don't, who, I know what's best for me, that's my way. God gets involved with people. The shepherd would provide for his sheep. 
the shepherd would protect the flock. The shepherd would lead the sheep. So let's look uh, at a bit of um, Psalm 23 now. So David starts off by saying, the Lord, Yahweh. The Lord Yahweh is my shepherd. He doesn't say Yahweh is a shepherd. He doesn't even say he is the shepherd. He doesn't say he is like a shepherd. And they're all true. He doesn't even say our shepherd. All true statements. But he says, my, my shepherd. Deeply intimate, personal relationship. He is my shepherd. It's not, it's not an exaggeration to say he is my friend. The one who leads me, the one who um, provides for me, the one who protects me is my friend. Intimate relationship. He's my shepherd. And so, you know, we can think about God being... But to invite him in, he is mine and I am his. Deep intimacy. Is that, is that you? He makes me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures. So the shepherd, God feeds sheep. God feeds David, but he brings him to green pastures which speaks of something that makes life flourish. It speaks of being led into rest. Almost the, the, Greek, uh, the, the Hebrew is like to be sprawled out. I just sprawled out. Yesterday I went for the walk over um, the nature reserve and um, it could have been the beach because there were people sprawled out everywhere. And they were just enjoying the sun and relaxing and being. And I was thinking, yeah, they are experiencing rest. Now, the rest we're talking about isn't just a physical rest, but mental, emotional, spiritual peace, rest in God. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. So if we're in need of rest... My shepherd leads me to a place of rest which nourishes me so that I can flourish in life. He leads me beside quiet waters, not turbulent waters, not dangerous waters. Apparently, sheep can't drink out of water that is like too moving, too much. It's like they struggle with that. But where it is still... They can drink. So a quiet water, a still water, a peaceful water. My shepherd leads me into green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores, repairs, heals, mends, fixes my soul my mind, what I'm thinking about, my emotions, what I'm feeling. He meets us in that. The Lord is my shepherd. 
He leads me in these places. Go back to the very first. Therefore, I shall not be in want. Because he satisfies. He gives me what I need. When we're in want, maybe we're not walking closely enough with our shepherd. He's the one who satisfies and gives us what we need. My want can get all out of control. My want can get all bent out of shape. I can justify my want. But when I submit and surrender to my shepherd and I find in him I'm satisfied, it dies, kills the want in me and I'm satisfied because I have all that I need. Not just because he's providing it, because he is it. He, our God, Yahweh, Jesus, is what we need. We need him for true life. Without Jesus, it's not true life. However brilliant and amazing we let other people think our life is on Facebook or Instagram and all of that, in the secret place of our heart when we know it's not really all that great, that is where God wants to be invited in, into the deep recesses of our heart so that we can truly say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want because he satisfies me. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I was, I was hearing a, a, a Jewish rabbi speaking about this and he basically said, paths of righteousness, there's part of it, it's like an agreement that when you, uh, someone, you ask someone to do a bit of work for you and then you both realise that you never signed a contract and you didn't say how much you were going to pay and they didn't ask and you look at each other and then he's saying, it's right for you and it's right for me. It's like an honest, good deal. I'll lead you in paths of righteousness. God is saying, it's going to be good for me, but it's good for you. It's a good thing for you if you walk in this pathway of righteousness with me. Even though, and he changes it, so he's talking about God, and then he, he sort of, He's talking about God, then he's talking to God. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, sheep are incredibly skittish. They get scared really easy. They get worried really easy. Um, sheep die from fear. I, was, I had a friend... And um, he worked on a farm. They had a shepherd. And um, I just happened to be meeting up with him when these dogs got into the field. And these dogs started running around. And they were worrying the sheep. And the sheep were... They, I didn't realise how big and heavy. And if they bump into you, they're going to knock you over when they're scared. And, uh, and how smelly they were. And, uh, they, and he was absolutely... I go, it's fine, it's fine. They're not touching him. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. They're going to die. I went, what? And, and they chased the dogs off. The owners had the dogs. And then day by day, sheep died because of fear. Like they, they were frightened 
to death. And you know what? We can be those that are frightened to death. We don't move. We don't do anything. We're in fear. We're not trusting the shepherd. You know, the journey between one pasture to another pasture was often perilous, danger. They would go through stony, rocky valleys where sheep with a shepherd would be easy prey, easy target. It would be where it would get in shadows. It would be dark that animals or people could lie in wait and pounce. So it was a dangerous, difficult journey, but they had to get to the next place of life and flourishing that would do them good. And so they needed to go through these valleys and pathways. And so even for us, there are times when we need to go through things that we don't want to go through, but it is right by God and right for us. But we might not like it. We might think, why? But you know what? If we follow him, it will be all right. Ultimately, it will be all right. I will not fear. And always, whenever I, I read that thing, that I will not fear, this voice comes in me, why not? For you are with me. God is with me. Emmanuel, God with us. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the rod brought protection and guidance. Um, sorry, the rod brought protection. So they would say an animal was coming, the, the shepherd would use the rod as a weapon to beat off the animal. If there was some distance away, I think the technical word is luz, the, the shepherd, no, I'm just messing, the shepherd would luz it and the animal would run off quick. So the shepherd would be protecting the staff would be used to go, oi, you sheep, get in line. Get in line, sheep. Oi, you, you've just wandered off. You've fallen in a ditch. You're now stuck. Right, let me pull you out. So your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I get comforted by the fact that you, my shepherd, you're leading me. You're providing for me. You're protecting me. You're helping me out here. You know, you, you cannot follow the shepherd and do what he says and end up being in the wrong place. Right? You cannot follow the shepherd and do what he says and end up being in the wrong place. If you're going to follow the shepherd and be obedient to him, you are going to be in the right place, even though... Your mind might say something else or other people might be something else. If you follow the shepherd and do what he says, you're going to be the right person in the right place. Okay? So hold on to that. Think about that. So when, unless you're being disobedient, unless you're ignoring him, you are exactly where he wants you to be. So when we get worried and think, oh no, getting scared, getting fearful, no, no, no. God is with me, I'm with him, he's with me, there's nothing greater than knowing him, I must be in the right place then. Phew. So I don't have to worry, I don't have to be in fear, 
because he's with me. He's got me. He's got my back and he's got my front. You know, if we wander off on our own and sheep are prone to wander, you become food for wild animals. You know, Peter says that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion wanting to devour you, to eat you up, to get hold of you. Sheep on their own find it difficult to find good food. Sheep on their own find it difficult to get good water. Sheep need a shepherd. We need a shepherd. And so the sheep need to be in a good relationship with a good shepherd to lead them, to provide for them, to protect them. And so we must be those who are following his voice. So God is the great good shepherd. And he's the sort of shepherd who then appoints people to be shepherds. And it says in Ezekiel uh, 34, he, like, Ezekiel brings a word that basically says, like, you human shepherds are like, you are terrible. You're not caring. You're not bringing any healing. You're not feeding. All you're doing is feeding your faces. And I've had enough. And he says, I'm going to raise up one who's going to be your shepherd, who's going to be a prince among you. And his name is David. So David was the shepherd king of the people of God. So he knew a few... I haven't got time to go for the rest of, the, um, of Psalm 23, I don't think. He, he knew a thing or two about shepherds. What I would say to you is this. If you haven't already, read Psalm 23. Memorize Psalm 23. Meditate on Psalm 23. It will be life to you. It will nourish you. It will save you. In the sense that it puts you in a place of meeting with God. So when it's stupid o'clock in the morning and you're worried and you're awake and you've memorized it, you can access it, you can start speaking to God about you, he will save you in that moment. I'm He's done it for me time and time again. I thank God for Psalm 23. He has rescued me and saved me from making some ridiculous, stupid, uh, not pleasing to God decisions in those moments of panic and worry in stupid o'clock. But when we come to our shepherd, we go, oh, it's all right. It's okay. I'm comforted by him. I can do this. I can do that. I can get through this because he is with me. So God appoints people to be shepherds, to be pastors, to be carers. That's what he does. Time's going. So I just want to just remind us that Jesus, although we know this, I'm sure, Jesus is the good shepherd. And uh, Jesus, they say, is perfect revelation. If you want to know who God is, what God's like, look at Jesus. And Jesus says, John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. So it'd be really good for you uh, to read through John chapter 10. 
I'm just going to give you a few snippet highlights. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Uh, John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My sheep listen to my voice. We are a prophetic community. We are those who are being given the ability to hear the voice of God. That is who we are in Christ. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. We can know, know God intimately. And I give them eternal life. And what is eternal life? Sorry? To know God. To know God. What an amazing gift that we can know our creator and walk with him forever. That's eternal life. He is the good shepherd. And he brings in under shepherds. And, you know, we might give people titles or positions and call them shepherds. But you know what? If you care for other people, if you lead them in good things, if you guide them well, if you feed them spiritual food, if you protect them, what you're doing is you're just expressing the heart of our shepherd God. That's a good thing. To know him and to make him known. So don't rule yourself out from leading others, from protecting others, from providing for others because you haven't got a title. Well, you have. You're a child of God. You are his sheep. Therefore, you can shepherd and care. And just remember, the shepherd who we've been talking about became the lamb. And so we might get mixed metaphors, mixed pictures, but we're trying to understand and to know this amazing, amazing, extraordinary, fantastic, brilliant, awesome God. And he reveals himself to us. He shows us in and through the life of Jesus, but in and through what people name him. They've said the Lord is my shepherd, Yahweh is my shepherd, and the way that God names himself and reveals himself, and we'll be looking at in the weeks uh, to come. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the good shepherd. That Father God, you, you are a great shepherd. And that you will you call us who are not a people to be the people of God, that you would call us that were wandering around, lost, helpless, broken, injured, stuck, in danger. You call us to come and be in the safety of your sheepfold, of your covering, of your protection, of your provision, and of your leadership. And Lord, we are in awe. We thank you so much. 
for what you have done for us, but not only for us, but for just so many other lost, lonely, broken, hurting people. Help us, Lord, to be sheep. Help us to be good sheep. Help us, Lord, to, to really, you are my shepherd. And help us to reveal the shepherd heart to others, we pray. That we might know you, Lord, and make you known. For your glory, for your purposes. Amen.